Granger, my name is Mallory. I'm from, I'm from Pennsylvania. I heard you and Amber on a rise, and you were talking about how you believe in Calvinism. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here Can we go. you talk more about what you believe surrounding that? Thank you so much for answering this. I love watching your family vlogs and pray for your family often. You're so inspiring. Man, I just walked into oh, a Oh, you did. Uh, hey, you told, me to, you told me to pick that. You said don't pick I the know. fancy title. I know. I usually... Um, I usually vet these pretty good, but I actually just walked into a hornet's nest. So, and I'm gonna have to answer it because yes. we're we don't edit this podcast; we just go straight through it. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Special treat today. Bernie texted me. He actually had car trouble. His alternator went out in his truck. Hate it when that happens. Yes. He had to call and go through the repair process. And so he texted me um, kind of last minute and said, hey, man, I'm not going to be able to make it. So we rescheduled for next week. So the next episode, well, you, I think Chad's next. But anyway, he'll be soon. <laughs> but special guest, Amber, a repeat from last week. We I'm get to back. do this again. I'm back. I am uh, the backup. So sorry, guys, if you're you guys were, were wanting Bernie. I you're like me some Bernie, too. You're not a backup. You're a good, you're a really, really good guest. Everyone loves you. Um, and what's cool about this is where you did the podcast last week. We put these out every Monday. And some of the questions we didn't get to last week, mm-hmm. we'll now get to see them on this episode. Perfect. So, guys, what we do on this podcast, if you're new, is we're going to read your questions and we're going to walk through them with you as if you're sitting in the room with us, as, as if there's three of us and, and you say, hey, can I talk to you about something? Um, we don't have notes. We don't have books. We don't have preparation. In fact, Amber has never seen any of these questions and I only skimmed them. I didn't, I usually read the first couple sentences and then I can categorize them. If you have a question, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Give me anything you want, and uh, it'll be up to me and my guests to help you walk through it. And I want to give a shout-out to our Spotify listeners. I know we have a lot on Spotify. Yeah. Um, shout-out to the YouTube listeners and watchers. Um, we dress up for you guys on YouTube. Yeah, Apple, <laughs> Apple Podcast app. Shout-out to you guys. Um, that's my preference. I listen on Apple Podcast. What do you listen on? Apple. You do? Yep. Yeah. So I have kind of my choice podcast. Well, I watch this one, though, on YouTube. You watch this mm-hmm. one? I watch. I watch all your podcasts. I sometimes will listen to this one in one and a half speed. Oh yeah. To tr- to look for the cool spots in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I like hearing myself. I don't like hearing myself talk regular speed. I like me talking real fast. See, which that's funny because that's how I do books. I do books at one point five, mm-hmm. and you don't. You you read them at one on Audible. It depends on the book. It depends because if it's a really in depth book, I'll listen to it at one because mm-hmm. my brain can't comprehend something fast. If it's like a news podcast, like I listen to Albert Moeller, the briefing every single morning. Mm-hmm. And that's like my world news. I take in at one and a half speed. Cause I can listen to news really fast. Yeah. Cause I can kind of tune in, tune out. Um, uh, who else should we shout out? There's, are there anybody else, any other way of listening to the, I don't know. I don't know. I think you covered them all. Yeah. Well, shout out to my over-the-road truckers. I know we have some over-the-road truckers. Yeah. Um, my early work commuters, if you listen on Monday mornings. Um, my 
listeners while you're working, you know, give a shout out to that. Some tractor cabs. I know we listen to that. Yeah. We just, speaking of, we just announced Yee Yee Radio. So exciting. So that's going to come out live to the world July the 2nd. And that's an app. So you can download the app. Um, and any, any of your app stores will have it. It's called Yee Yee Radio. It's super simple and it's free. And we have programmed thousands of songs that fit the Yee Yee lifestyle. And it's got all kinds of goodies in it and um, different, different things that you can't get anywhere else. And it streams 24-7. Yeah. I, got to, I was talking to my mom yesterday, and she's, she, we got to hear it a little bit. Like, it was out before people... Yeah, before we announced before it. Before we announced it. And she heard Matchbox 20, so I heard that was put on there for me. Oh, <laughs> that's my favorite Ant-Man band. said that? Yeah. Yeah, Ant-Man, who's been programming radio stations for, like, 30 years, uh, is partners with me in this, and Tyler. And so he programs it, so he actually brings the radio mind to it. So it's a legit radio station, yeah. and we have big plans for it. But we're excited. So whenever you hear this podcast, just know that right now, if you download it, you're going to hear Earl working on it. It's like a bunch of sound effects of Earl working on the building the app, um, building the radio station, excuse me. And then on July 2nd at 10 a.m. Central, it's going to boom, open it up. And you want to hear it at 10 a.m. Yeah. Central um, because that's when the app starts for the first time, the station, the radio station starts and you're going to want to hear, um, the funny little thing that we built, the skit that we built for Earl to, uh, to launch, to kick this thing off. And then we're having a live concert at 7 PM central on July 3rd streaming on Yee radio. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you tell your friends. So going to these questions that you guys have asked and I've categorized them a little bit, I'm going to start with one that the subject line says, easy warm-up question. Okay. I did. I was reading the comments last time, and uh, somebody said, could we read the date that they were sent in? Hmm. I guess just to see how long it's been. Or This one was sent Monday. Okay. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Kyle from San Antonio. I've had the honor of meeting you a few times around San Antonio and Austin area. I first saw you way back at Chiggerfest, and always bring it up when I meet you. Love everything you stand for and all of your music. Thank you, Kyle. I remember Chiggerfest very well. Oh. It was crazy. Um, it says, my question is, what's the story behind the arrowhead you wear around your neck? I love arrowheads and recently began looking for them at our ranch. I've had some success in finding broken ones, but haven't found that perfect one yet. Did you find one? Did you find the one that you wear or was it passed down? It says, P.S. If you have that black and gold arrowhead yee yee shirt, you wore it at Whitewater Amphitheater in New Braunfels in an XL. <laughs> I'll take it off your hands. Thank you. God bless. Kyle. Appreciate you, Kyle. Thanks so much, man. Um, I'm glad you like the uh, black and gold T-shirt. I, that's going to be an exclusive, and I think Matt's going to start selling it at our merch table. So maybe next time you see us, maybe July 4th in Leander, if you go to that, I'm pretty sure Matt at our merch table will have them. Um, I like this question. I don't get it a lot. The arrowhead I wear around my neck for most of my shows, mm-hmm. I found. Well, I, I don't know if I found it. Let me explain. Me, Dad, Tyler, and Parker have searched for arrowheads as a hobby, as a pastime, uh, at Mom and Dad's house in Central Texas, outside of Clifton, Texas. And that's a very arrowhead-fertile country. Mm -hmm. They're everywhere. And so it's been such a good uh, family bonding time. Like, we'll go, you know, for Thanksgiving, and we'll eat Thanksgiving dinner and we'll literally go outside and hunt for arrowheads for hours. You can't really do it in the summer because it's too hot, but yeah. Thanksgiving's perfect and you could walk around and the kids do it. 
and the kids could find little pieces and they say, is this an arrowhead? And it's just such a cool uh, bonding experience. And so at one point, Tyler and I realized after dad died, it would be really cool to make a couple necklaces out of the ones that we found. So that's why I say, I don't know if I found it. I feel like I remember that one though, because it's pretty, pretty perfect. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was after your dad passed and we found that and somebody, I don't know who, I think it was you looked straight down and it was just right at your foot. Yeah. Perfect. This perfect arrowhead. I found several, so I don't remember which is which, but the one I wear around my neck, either it's that one you're talking about or Tyler Parker or dad found it. Um, and it's a, it's a really cool thing when you find an arrowhead and you look at it and you say the last person that touched this, mm-hmm. who was that man? Who, who was that woman? What were they doing? What tribe were they in? Yeah. And it's just, it's such a, a really neat thing. I love them. And with that mentality, Tyler decided to make these necklaces and, um, we actually gave, we've only given two of them away Yeah. and that was to Brian and Tyler with Florida Georgia line, like in 2016. Yep. Um, we did a long tour with them throughout Canada and the Northwest, and we gave them two necklaces mm-hmm. with those arrowheads yeah. as a as a thank you. That's on sounds like a weird bucket list item. I've never found one, and that's mm. been like I've always, I always want to find them because they find them all the time. And so for some reason, I just haven't found one yet. But I will. I'll find one out at y'all's. That's ranch. so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So when you do, and you're so analytical I'm really and like observant you, you're and very I, observant. Yeah. So you seem like you would. Yeah. But when you that first one, it's really special because yeah. it's just like, ah, there it is. Yeah. There it is. I want to find one so bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, good question, Kyle. I appreciate you, brother. I hope to see you Fourth uh, of July in Leander. Um, I'm going to hit another. I saw another an easy softball in here. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Destiny Campbell from Crawford, Texas. Speaking of, that's not too far from Clifton. Crawford has a lot of arrowheads. Yeah. It says, I have a question for you. Where would you and your family go for vacation? I'm not expecting a reply, but I hope you see this. You have inspired me so much. Thank you, Destiny. This email came January 17th, 21. Okay. Um, we, Amber and I, have been to Mexico the, the eight Riviera or, Maya. Eight or nine times? Eight or nine times, starting with our uh, honeymoon. Yeah. And what we we like to do uh, an all-inclusive where you go. It's, it's relatively cheap, mm-hmm. and you can get a Southwest flight to Cancun from Austin, Texas. And you can go get an all-inclusive for three or four days, and you don't even have to have your wallet with you. All food and drink and everything is paid for. Yeah. Um, so we usually make that a couple, a couple's trip. Yeah. So we usually do like a couple's trip. Um, other than, and I love, I just love Mexico and I love the culture and I love the food yeah. and I love the people. Um, other than that, we, we like to go to the mountains. Um, we haven't done that big family mountain trip in the summer yet. Like no. I've wanted to, but the kids have been a little too young. They would complain too much. But when they get a little bit older, I cannot wait to take them to the mountains in the summer, which I get to see a lot in touring. I'll see it in July. We're going to go to Montana and Utah, Cherry Peak and Bozeman. So I'll always hit the mountains during tour season. Uh, also Boise, mm-hmm. we go over we go over to the mountain in Boise. Um, we'll do that this year. And um, but we like to go skiing with the family, which we skipped because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we went the two years before that, and the kids were just starting to really like it. Yeah, Lincoln really loves it. Yeah, Lincoln loves the mountains. Mm-hmm. London's more of a beach girl, yeah, probably. like her mama. <laughs> she gets altitude sickness. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But so yeah, the uh, beach and mountains. That's probably the most common answer to any vacation question. Beach we wanna, and mountains. We want to take them to Europe though. Like yeah. I would love to take them where we got engaged, and mm-hmm. we just don't know if they're too young to appreciate it right now. Yeah, that's that's probably my favorite vacation. But yeah. We don't do it as much because that's much more expensive than the other two options. Yeah. We've, um, we've gone twice, right? Just for our engagement and we, then we, yeah. our 10-year uh, anniversary. We've been twice, yeah, yeah, together as a couple. Yeah. And then I've been several times with friends. But, um, yeah, so Europe, I love the history. I love touring. I uh, love backpacking. I love um, the food. The food and the <laughs> yeah. coffee and yeah. everything, yeah. Thank you, Destiny. Let's see what we got here. Um, we're going to get... We have time and we're going to start getting deep here. Okay. I'm going to leave them up to you. We have a subject called, what should I do? We have a subject called church speak. Hmm. We have a, I need some advice. We need, we have one called the artist and the peacemaker. We have one called the Lord hmm. podcast question. And yeah, there we go. Let's do church speak. Yeah. Church speak. It's different. It says, hey, Granger, I've been following your podcast, and because of your, your personality and ideals, I even gave country music a try. That's awesome. Uh, he says, I've been in some, a serious pickle in my life, and your Christian testimony and example of life brings me joy in Christ and helps me trust in the Lord more and more. My question to you is this. In a podcast with you and Amber, you mentioned that you were invited to speak at a church in Granger, Indiana. Did you do it? If it is still happening in a future date, um, we would ask it th- that you would record it for and put it on your podcast. I'd love to hear what you share in a church environment. Not saying that it's something that you'd share on a podcast, but just think it would be an interesting episode. Yee Yee from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Thank you, Bruno. And that's, this came February 16th. Was it online? When you spoke? Yeah. Granger, Indiana. Yeah. You could probably search it. Um, it's called the Granger Community Church. We did it uh, Skype because mm. that was during COVID. Um, interesting enough, and I haven't reached out to them, but we're going to be touring 60 miles from there coming up soon in, on a Sunday. So I might hit yeah. them up. Yeah. But where do you want to start with this one? Because this is an in-depth uh, Bruna doesn't know it's in depth, but it is an in depth uh-huh. uh, question here. Well, what is he? He's basically just asking if you could post it online, right? Yeah, I know, but it's deeper than that. Okay. Because we have a lot more to say about that. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm sure that's got to be online. But second of all, Amber and I have actually been speaking at church a lot more. Right. Um, and we haven't talked about it really on socials. Amber spoke last night. I did. At a big women's group. I did. I spoke a couple of weeks ago at a big men's group. Both of us were nervous yeah. for those. That was my first time was two weeks ago. You've done it before by yourself, right? Not by myself. I've led tables, but I've never gotten up and spoken okay. to the whole group before. So I did a men's... a men's. Uh, Besides with you. Yeah. I did a men's um, group, and it was at 7 a.m. a couple Fridays ago, and... My topic was leading yourself through pain. Mm-hmm. And so I prepared and I built a 25 minute sermon and I was practicing and on tour, like in hotel rooms, I was literally putting trash cans on top of coffee tables to create a podium mm-hmm. and putting my, my little iPad on top of the, the ottoman and practicing and so I practiced and practiced and built this sermon and um, 
and delivered it on at church and was nervous. I don't know if it went that good. I think it went great. You sent it to me. And everyone that I talked to at church said it did too. But I think we're really hard on ourselves because when I spoke last night, I didn't feel like I did the same thing as you. I practiced and practiced and mm-hmm. had everything down that I wanted to say. And then the Holy Spirit just takes over sometimes. And, and what you planned is not what God leads you to do. Yeah. And so sometimes the enemy can come in and tell us that we didn't do good. But yeah, I, I, I know that there's many, many more in the future. How mm-hmm. do I know that? Because I want to. Yeah. I really want to. Um, I've written another sermon. I've written two in my life back to back. And they were both in the last couple of months. The second one I plan on, it's a Sunday morning type sermon. Mm-hmm. So I plan on, um, somebody that will invite me to their church on a Sunday morning. It's so um, good. And I've delivered it to the dogs and the cat <laughs> and, and then Amber at separate times in the barn. I've said the, the sermon. So um, when I get my first invitation for a Sunday morning somewhere at some church in some city in some time, I'll, I'll say it to the world. Yeah. And then maybe, Bruno, I'll think about putting it on the, um, my channel. Yeah. Yeah. Online. Cool. Okay. What should I do? I need some advice. Artist and the Peacemaker, the Lord. Artist and the Peacemaker. Hmm. Remember, we can't pick titles just because they're fancy. Because then it it takes away from the people that say podcast question. Yeah. So this one says, Hey, Granger, I recently got married, and you graciously sent my husband a cameo the morning of our wedding, encouraging him and giving him great advice. He ugly cried when he realized that it was you. (laughs) Picture attached. Let's look at the picture. <laughs> that is a very pretty picture yeah, I know. of an ugly cry. Um, he said it was one of his top three moments of the day. Wow. Because of Cameo. Yeah. I love Cameo yeah. for that reason. And I've, got, I've gotten to love Cameo more and more over the years, um, knowing that it actually ends up being played in some really intimate environments yeah. people will play the cameo so and we lo- get we get messages all the time about hey can you send so-and-so a birthday message so just search search him on cameo yeah and we can send you any kind of message so moving on rachel says since we've gotten married we've been more interested in each other's enneagram numbers they've helped us better understand and love one another my question is do you know yours and amber's enneagram numbers what are they and how have they helped you create a better union with one another thanks Rachel from Kansas City, Missouri, parentheses, not Kansas. We did this. We took this test in bed, what, a month ago or so? And I don't remember. You're a three. I'm and a I'm, three. You're a three and I'm a nine. What does that mean? Um, you are the achiever, I believe, and I am the peacemaker, I think. Oh, My, that, that explains the title. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The subject. So you're, you're a three, and we, look, we looked up what we are together as a couple and it fits really well together the nines really help the threes and the threes really help the nines um i support you and and encourage you and you do the same for me um i need to i read something on my rise about both of us so we should look it up real quick on the nine and the three and how we mesh well together but just look up a nine nine and a three coupleship enneagram okay he's very driven um, and I'm kind of more laid back. So a three, the achiever says success oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, 
excelling, driven, and image conscious. Yes. And then the nine. And nine says the peacemaker, easygoing, self-effacing yes. type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. So if you guys want to read, I mean, we probably don't have time to, to look it up, but if you guys want to read what we are together, just Google like nine and a three coupleship together. But it fits really well together, and it, it works with our personalities. And I think it fits us pretty good to a T, what our Enneagram numbers are. Yeah. So it's a fun little personality test if you want to try it. It's only you, as a guest, would have remembered what mine is. <laughs> and I, there's no way I would have remembered three. I'm actually a nine-wing one. but A what? A nine-wing one. Nine-wing so one. You're normally something, and then you have a wing of another one. So I'm a partly a little what bit of a world? one. Yeah. Nine-wing yeah. one. Okay. So... We have what should I do? We have Granger, I need some advice. We have the Lord, and we have podcast question. Podcast question. Boom. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Mallory. I'm from, I'm from Pennsylvania. I heard you and Amber on a rise, and you were talking about how you believe in Calvinism. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Can go. you talk more about what you believe surrounding that? Thank you so much for answering this. I love watching your family vlogs. And pray for your family often. You're so inspiring. Man, I just walked into oh, a Oh, you did. Uh, hey, you told, me to, you told me to pick that. <laughs> you said, don't pick I the know. fancy title. I know. I usually, um, I usually vet these pretty good, but I actually just walked into a hornet's nest. So, And I'm going to have to answer it because yes. we're, we don't edit this podcast. We just go straight through it. And we're going to get a lot of backlash for it. Yeah. You people, some you people are going to start points? hating me right now. Do you remember the yeah, five I points? Yeah, I do. I do. It's tulip. Yeah. I learned Man. that from, from RC yesterday. My heart's actually beating right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so people are going to start hating me. And Well, I love you. Thank you. Um, I'll just, I'll just dive into it. Um, <laughs> Calvinism um, comes from a man named John Calvin. These were his doctrines, his ideas that he derived from the Bible. And it, it is a, what is it? What, what, how do I say it without getting so much hate on the internet? Um, and from people not listening to my podcast anymore after I say it, but it's a, it's a way of understanding the Bible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scripturally it's, it's based. It's not a religion. No. It's, it's, it's a, I don't even want to say it's a form of Christianity because it is Christianity. Mm -hmm. It is the essence of Christianity. And it's um, based on scripture. And it's, as, as we all know, there's different denominations. Calvinism is no, actually not a denomination. It's just a form of doctrine within de denominations. So you could be Baptist. You yeah. could be Methodist. You could be Episcopalian. And you could still be Calvinist. Um it, it's a it's a way. Basically, the best way to say is it centers around grace, the grace of God, mm -hmm. and what grace means. And before we started this podcast, we actually just started talking about it. The best way to describe Calvinism to me is the song "Amazing Grace." Yeah. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, and now I see. Mm -hmm. That is the essence of Calvinism. Mm -hmm. It's, it's. I had no hope. We were dead I in our transgressions. Dead in my transgressions. God's grace alone saved me. Yeah. It was 
irresistible. I, I had no hope. It was irresistible. And because of that, I have the highest maximum human level of gratefulness because of it. Yeah. Because I'm no better than anyone. I am no, I'm not smarter than anyone. I didn't figure out a mystery past anyone. I was saved by pure grace. I was a wretch. Mm-hmm. I was a wretch. Mm-hmm. So the, the five points of Calvinism is total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and perseverance of the saints. And this is getting deep. And I, like I said, I don't, I don't like to talk about this in a public forum because people will hate this idea. Yeah. But I believe it with all of my heart. Yeah. I believe it. Once you see because it. Because I've lived it. Yeah. I feel it. I've lived it. And more importantly than what I feel and what I live, more important than all that, I see it mm-hmm. over and over in the scriptures. Every morning I get up before the sun comes up and I pull out my Bible and I pray for understanding and I pray for repentance and I pray for my family and then I open up the book and I have a reading plan. So I pick up where I left off the morning before and I read and I see the, the truth and I see sovereignty in the scriptures and I see peace and I see hope. I see love. I see God's wrath. Mm-hmm. And, and let me try to explain these, these five points. Total depravity means I had no hope. I had no hope. I was dead. Mm-hmm. I could not have fixed it myself. Um, unconditional election means that God knew that before the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, we've read through the Bible, and I'm now I'm reading through it my second time, and now I'm going through and highlighting specific words in the Bible, election, adoption, predestination. And those are words that people don't like to they hear. Hate they people hate them. Hate those and words. people are going to hate us. But it's but biblical. But it's in the scriptures. It's, it's right there. You have a lot. If you don't believe in unconditional election, you have a lot of explaining to do with so many scriptures over and over and over. And it just means that before the beginning of time, before you were formed in the womb, God chose you. And people... Get, but here's the key. Mm-hmm. He didn't choose everybody. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's the problem people have. Right. They, they say, it's not. well, that's not fair. But, how, how can and, you be and, good? And it might... And it, Who am I to decide what's fair? Right. Who can never know the mind of God? Yeah. So um, the third is limited atonement. This is another big one. Limited atonement means Jesus didn't die for every human. Mm -hmm. He only died for his chosen people. Who are we to know the chosen? We don't. That's why you just have to live your life in a way. He picks all different kinds of people from all different races and all different societies and all different income levels and all different um, f- mental capacities and all different ages. He picks them and he died for them. Why do we know Jesus didn't die for everybody? Because Jesus also said, not everyone is saved. Mm-hmm. And he mentions, I'm not praying for the world. I'm praying for those who you sent me talking to the father that there, John 17, the whole prayer is, is really about this. The, the fourth is called irresistible grace. Mm-hmm. That means God's grace is so powerful, you cannot 
stop it from hitting you. Yeah. <laughs> it's irresistible. It's not, you can't choose. You can't choose he, the grace. It it's so powerful. It's going to overcome you. If you're reborn, it's going to overcome you and you have no way to stop it. You just go, okay, I'm in. That's what we were just talking about before the podcast about how we are completely different people. Yeah. And that's what we should be. The last, the last piece of Calvinism is called perseverance of the saints. And that means that once you're chosen, or once you come to know that you're chosen and saved, you're always chosen and saved. Mm-hmm. And nothing nothing you could do will stop it. That's another big hot item, because hot topic, because people don't like the idea of, oh, what are you going to do, just murder somebody and you're still good? Yeah. No. The idea is, once you're saved, you you're don't want to murder You're not going to do that. You don't want to murder anybody. Yeah. Because you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You feel that conscience that's weighing down on you so heavily that you just want to be better because you feel better by being better. It's not a, it's not a handcuff, you mm-hmm. know, that you're just stuck. No, it's a freedom. It's a freedom. It's the opposite. And the Bible says no one can take them from my hand. The Bible says that, mm-hmm. yeah, no one can take them, take them from me. So, um, and that includes themselves. Mm-hmm. They can't ruin that. Um, so that this is a hot topic. Uh, a lot of people hate it. If you Google, um, Calvinism, the, the other kind of Christianity is Armenianism. Mm-hmm. And, um, the idea is both sides are saved. Both sides, um, are Christian. Both sides ghosts could sit next to each other in the same pew in the same church. But, um, Calvinism is, is a form that I believe because I believe that I was totally depraved. And I believe that by realizing that, that when I get to heaven and face God, He's going to say, why are you here? I'm going to say, because of your grace. Because of you, yeah. And he's going to go, then why did, why did the other person in your church not end up here? I'm going to say, I didn't, I didn't do anything. Yeah. You did everything. There's no work that I could have There's done. There's nothing I could do to brag about being saved. No there boasting. was no way to boast. Nothing. So it's the idea, I'll say this last thing. It's the idea of the man in the ocean. Mm-hmm. There's there's two ways of looking at the word saved, S A V E D saved. There's two ways of looking at it. Here's the first one. You're in the ocean, you've been paddling, you've been dog paddling forever, and you're getting so tired, you can't do it anymore. And God comes to you, sees you in your your tired, depraved way, and He throws you a life preserver, and you swim to it. And you climb, you put on the life preserver and climb up on the raft and you lay on the raft and you go, God, you saved me. The other way, the Calvinist way is you're dog paddling. You're tired. You can't do it anymore. You sink to the bottom. You die dead, Mm -hmm. dead in your transgressions, totally depraved, unable to do anything. God comes at the bottom of the ocean, picks you up, takes you to the beach breathes life back in you, you open your eyes, revived, reborn, renewed, mm-hmm. and you look at God and you go, you saved me. Mm-hmm. That's a very different way of saying saved. Mm-hmm. That's it's, it's kind of you saving yourself versus God saving you. Yeah. Like you didn't reach for that life preserver. Bring on the comments. Here we go. <sighs> Comment below. We're open to, you know, we're open. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just the, the deep, the deepest parts of my soul just I just see it I see it guys um, 
and I'm unashamed to say it. So we'll take a, a break and we'll come back. Good right spot back. to break. Yeah. <laughs> podcast today is brought to you guys by Athletic Greens. This is a company that started endorsing this podcast. They sent me a sample of their product. I went through the whole sample. I liked it so much. I went back to the website, athleticgreens.com. I used my access code, my uh, discount code, and I bought my own with my own money. That says a lot. That's a big testimony to this company. With so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients that it needs to thrive. Busy schedules, poor sleep, exercise, stress, or simply not eating enough of the right foods. This is where Athletic Greens can help. Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essential. It is by far the easiest, most delicious nutritional habit that you could add to your health routine every single day and empower you to take ownership of your health. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. They all work together to fill the nutritional gap in your diet increase energy and focus aid with digestion and supports a healthy immune system all without the need to take multiple products. I could attest the stuff actually tastes good. It comes in a powder form. You get a little scoop, you throw it in your shake or, or your cup of water or whatever you want. I do, I do a protein shake with it and it actually tastes really good. So I started liking it a lot. Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve this holistic formula based on the latest research producing 53 iterations over the last decade and still counting. Basically, that's a bunch of jargon, meaning they work really hard on this product and they're not brand new. They've been doing this for a long time. So they know how to make this right. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto or paleo or vegan or dairy-free or gluten-free or it has one gram of sugar, less than one gram of sugar without compromising taste. So that whatever you whatever diet you are on, this works with you. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the spring and summer months. They're offering my audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel travel packs with your first purchase. So visit my link today. You'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. Whether you're looking for peak performance or better health, covering your bases with Athletic Greens makes investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health every single day Simple, tasty, and efficient. Visit athleticgreens.com slash Granger and join me in my testimony and how I believe in this product. And I think, uh, I think you'll really like it. Again, visit athleticgreens.com slash Granger and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. You won't regret it. Athletic Greens, yee yee. Okay, right. we're back. If you're still with us. If you're still with us, <laughs> we have, I'm going to give him kicking back to you. What should I do? Granger, I need some advice and the Lord. Those are the three we have left? Those are the three. I mean, if we finish these, I'll dive back into more emails. Okay. Uh, let's do Granger, what should I do? Well, Is that what I said? There's what should I do and there's, hey, Granger, I need some advice. Oh, what should I do? What should I do? Yes. Hey, Granger, my name is Corey. I'm from Georgetown, Texas. I'm 19 years old. Shout out, Georgetown. I've been working full-time for two years. The job I currently have is not the career I want to go in. How do I find the perfect career for me? This was sent May 31st, 2021. And um, there is no name on here. Okay. 19 years old, 
working full time for the last two years. Current job is not the career. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. that's understandable. You're 19. It's understandable to see that the job you want is not the job you have when you're 19. I didn't. What were you doing when you were 19? I just graduated college. I think I was waiting tables. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm well, sorry. I just graduated high school. So yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I was far. I was either, you know, uh, working for a paint contractor. I think that's what I was doing. When I was 19. Yeah, I was, I was waiting tables. Yeah. I was painting houses, um, and playing and, get really bad gigs. And we knew that was what wasn't our life goal of what we were going to mm-hmm. do. It was just something to make money on the weekends to go out with your friends, you know? Yeah. So I would say first, um, there's no worry. You're 19. If you're 49, this would be a different question. How do I find the perfect career for me? Um, it's hard because we don't know what he, what's it, what his passion is, what he likes to do. So we just got to take a broad stroke at it. Yeah. And it would say, um, the first, first question is, do you need an education for what you need to go into? Right. So say, I, you know, I really want to go into um, diesel mechanics. Okay, well, there's a tech school for you yeah, that you need school. to go to. You need to go to the trade school um, according to what you want to do. 19 is the perfect age to go to a trade school. Mm-hmm. If you say, I want to be a lawyer, okay, now you need to go to um, a major university or a community college that that you can then get into a major university, and then you need to start thinking about saving up money. Yep. So then you can go to law school, and you need to be thinking about that path. Um, you want to be a doctor, same thing. Yeah. I was going to say, if you need to, uh, if there's, if you know exactly kind of where you want your career path to go, find a place in that field that does internships and volunteer or intern and still keep your same job if you can and just work a few hours interning at that location. There's nothing wrong too with taking a stab at a couple of different careers that you think might be interesting. And then you find out, you know, I hate this. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. If you want to go into law enforcement or EMT or anything like that, there's a clear path for you to get in law enforcement or um, EMT school, there's a clear path to do that. Um, fire school. Um, if you want to be an entrepreneur, then you, the perfect path is what Amber said. You go to, you know, what you said, Georgetown, Texas. So like there's Yeti, you know, you go to Yeti coolers in Austin and you go in there and you go, Hey, I want to apply for an internship to work for you guys. I think this is a cool outdoor company. And I would love to see just how you work through things and you work your way up from there. First form in St. Louis, Missouri, they sell supplements, really cool group of guys and girls. And they, they take on interns that then turn into shippers in their warehouse mm-hmm. that then turns into, um, some kind of management role and just keep working up the ladder. A lot of companies do that. Yeah. And it's okay if you don't, if you don't quite know what you want to do. I don't think I knew exactly what I wanted to do at 19. I changed when I did go to college, I changed my major about four times and you already are getting something good for your resume right now. You have two years working in the same company that shows loyalty. So just pray about it. Pray. If you don't quite know, pray for God to open up some doors for you or, or search your heart for what you might desire to be doing and, um, just keep doing what you're doing until something and still something kind of sparks your interest or sparks what you want to do. I have a suggestion to this guy, Corey. His name's right there, Corey. Why did I say it? No name. It's in the first sentence. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, my, my name's Corey. Um, Corey, I got a suggestion for you. Not knowing you, not knowing anything about you. I only know, the only thing I know from you is four sentences that you wrote. You're 19. You live in Georgetown. 
You've been working for two years, and it's not where you want to be. I have a suggestion. Marine Corps. Oh, yeah. The Marine Corps could offer the, the motivation that you need to build your resume, to build your network, um, to build your work ethic, to build your discipline that then can catapult you into a host of other careers. Um, that's probably, if I didn't have music, that's what I would have done. I was in the Corps at A&M. Everybody else around me was going into the Marine Corps. So I, that's, and then I went to Iraq and performed. And when I was with the Marines, I just felt at home. So no offense to anybody else in Navy or Air Force or Army. But um, I would say you go to your, your Marine Corps recruiter here in Georgetown, Texas, and just ask them. Do you don't have to commit to anything. Just walk in there one day and just go, you know, there'll be a guy, a sergeant sitting in there at the recruiting office and just say, hey, my name's Corey. Um, just wondering what the, maybe the Marines could offer for me. Yeah, that's good. And, and he'll go, all right, let's sit down. He's going to be a cool guy. He's in, he's in recruiting for a reason. Mm-hmm. He's a good talker probably. And he's going to go, man, do you like, uh, you like aviation? Do you like mechanics? Computers. Do you like computers? Do you, do you like some action? You know, what do you like? You yeah. like jumping out of airplanes? Um, and and the cool thing about the Marine Corps, I don't even know why I'm pitching this so hard. I have you no just, idea why I'm doing it. You just felt it. Maybe that's... I have no idea why I'm feeling this right now. But the cool thing about it, man, is it's like zero financial investment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much you have in the bank account. It doesn't matter what grades you got in high school. It doesn't matter anything that you have going on right now. It doesn't matter. You go to that Marine Corps recruiter. And he could send you off to San Diego next week. Yeah. And you're on an airplane and you're going to San Diego or you're, or wherever. And that's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. If you don't have a, you know, a wife and kids right here and you're looking for direction and you're looking, looking for the perfect career, I don't know why on this podcast I'm telling you this. I don't know why. But uh, Georgetown, Texas recruiting office. Yeah. Oorah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, we have a. I need some advice, and we have the Lord. We have two more. We're probably going to have time for another one after that, so I'll go back to the drawing board. Okay, I need some advice. Hey, Mr. Smith, my name is Amber. Hi. I'm from southern Indiana. I absolutely love your music. And second, I need some advice. They say God won't put you through anything you can't handle. Well, I'm not sure I could handle what is going on in my life right now. My grandmother was rushed to the hospital for emergency surgery in August of 2019. Well, while she was in there, my grandpa got sick. And about a week later, my birthday, on my birthday, my grandpa was diagnosed with cancer. Sadly, he passed that January. All the while, my grandma was in the hospital slash rehab and having more surgeries. Then in June, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Thankfully, it was able, he, they were able to remove it all with surgery. Then, this past December, my grandmother was diagnosed with cancer. Do you have any advice on how I could handle all of this? God bless you and your family, and yee yee. Mm. That comes from Amber uh, in February. Hi, Amber. First, I just want to say that's a lot for anyone to mm. handle. And I know people all the time say, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And I've said this for so long that I think that he does. I think he gives us more than we can handle because we're not meant to carry it alone. We are meant to lay everything at his feet, and we are never alone because he is walking with us. So I just want to say that. I think the Bible says 
you won't be tempted right. beyond what you can handle. But I don't think it says anything about you'll have, you won't have as much trouble as you can handle. It doesn't say that. No. That's just like an old wives' tale. See, they say God won't put you through anything you can handle. It doesn't say that. That's, that's the world. That's what the world's telling yeah. you. The Bible says it won't tempt you beyond what you can handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. So go ahead. And I, I want you to say what, um, because one situation, her grandfather went home. The other situation, her dad was healed. And I love what we saw the other day that it gave me a lot of peace and, and a lot of a comfort um, from, from losing our son was that some sicknesses, some accidents, some cancers, some things are not meant for healing. They're meant for homecoming. And I love that word homecoming. Yeah. It's um, in second Kings thirteen fourteen. It says now Elisha had fallen sick with an illness of which he was to die. So think about that for a second. Now Elisha had fallen sick with the illness of which he was to die. Second mm. Kings thirteen fourteen. Now here's the deal. Elisha was a prophet. He divided rivers. He undid poison. He made axe handles float. He caused oil to flow. He healed leprosy. He raised the dead. But now God says, this sickness is for homecoming, not healing. Mm. I just, I, I, oh, I love John that. John said that. I love that. That was because, a tweet I saw. Because, yes, God can perform miracles and God will heal certain people. But other times, it's meant for homecoming. He's calling you home. He's calling you home. And I pray that your grandmother and grandfather had a long, beautiful life, you know? And I pray that you got to spend so much time with them. And I'm so glad that you have your dad. I know it doesn't take away the pain, it, it hurts, and it doesn't seem fair. But I. We always talk about renewing our mind and changing the channel in our mind, and I hope that you can try to flip it to that perspective and know that if you are a follower of Christ, you will see them again, and and they're home. And I love that. They wouldn't want to come back to this earth even if they could. I was in a meet and greet recently, and there was a guy telling me something similar. He had a lot going on in his life, and he was just pouring it on me in the meet and greet, and he just said, I just have so much, and I just don't know how I could handle it. And I said, well... You don't have to handle it for five years. Mm-hmm. You don't have to handle it for 10 years. You don't have to handle it for one month. You just have to handle it today. Yeah. That's all you have to do just today. If today's too much for you, just this hour. Yeah. Just handle it this hour. Man, that's too much. Okay, this minute. Just mm-hmm. handle it for 60 seconds. You can do anything for 60 seconds. That's too much. Breath by breath. Mm-hmm. And I've been there in my life. I've been in a place in my life where I couldn't handle an hour. So I had to just deal with the next breath. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It came. And the next one after that came. And that turned into a minute. And then that turned into an hour. And then it turned into months. And then it turned into years. That's all we could do. Guys, we're not built to handle all of this for a long period of time. No. We're not built. That's why we're we, we're being renewed day by day. That's why the mercies are new every, every morning. morning. Yeah, we we're only built to handle it one day. It's it's like the what I said in the men's sermon. It's like a Tesla car. The battery has to be recharged every day. I don't personally know. I don't drive a Tesla, but you have to recharge the battery every day on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. The cell phone that's not made to last for months. Mm-hmm. You got to go back and charge it every day. Mm-hmm. So that's like us. We got to go back and we got to go back to the source of our power, 
which is, as Christians, we believe it's God and the word of God. And we go, go back, we open our Bibles and we, we, we open them and we, we look at it and we go, God, I, I can't, I can't do this. I got too much going on. I got, there's sickness and there's death and there's cancer going on in my life. I can't do it. And God goes, yeah, I know you can't because I made you. Yeah. I know you can't. So I'm going to sustain you just enough to where you have to keep coming back to me mm-hmm. and I'll keep powering you. I'll keep recharging that battery. I'll keep giving you that motivation. I'll give you just enough. Mm-hmm. Why? So that you keep coming back to the refilling station. Yeah. And his, his power is made perfect in our weakness. We're not meant to try to be strong. And it's not, it's not some power hungry God that goes, I need you to come to me. He knows because he made us that is, if we keep coming back to him daily, then he's going to give us enough energy. And then that gives us peace and hope and love. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need. That's what we crave. And so, and Paul says the light momentary afflictions yeah. are preparing us. These light momentary afflictions are preparing us for an eternal weight of glory. Mm-hmm. They're preparing, they're doing something. This affliction you're going through, Amber, is doing something for you and for your soul. Mm-hmm. And for your happiness and for your peace and for your love, it's, do, it's working for you. That's what it's doing. Yeah. So when you ask me in your last sentence, any advice on how do I handle all this? I say, you can't. Mm-mm. You can't. Not alone. Not alone. Yeah. And there's so much peace in that. Yeah. And I, just one more thing. I think you said in the uh, second to last sentence, this past December, my other grandmother was diagnosed with cancer. So... um. Enjoy every moment you have with her and be in this present moment. Like Ranger said, take it hour by hour, minute by minute, spend as much time with her as you can and, and pray for healing. You know, we can pray for healing, but we also have to pray for God's will and for strength to make it through whatever that, whatever we're facing, but enjoy that time together. Spend those extra moments with her. Yeah. And then none of this means that you don't research doctors yeah, and research yeah. hospitals yeah. and, and try to, t- to help them with their diet. None of that. Of course, you're going to try your best to do that. That's part of, that's part of God's will for you as well. Um, but through it, don't let it start affecting you so much that you, you can't function. Mm-hmm. You get, you get paralysis. Don't, don't let that happen because you can't handle it all by yourself. And just remember that advice that people gave you that say, God won't, put you through anything you can't handle is not true. (laughs) That's not real advice. It's about temptation. It's that's misunderstood. So when it gets heavy and when, when it seems like it's stacking on, that just means your, your battery's going out. Mm -hmm. It's time to recharge. It's time to take a Tesla back to the, uh, to the garage. Yeah. I wish there was a good pickup truck analogy for that because Tesla's, we'll just use gasoline or diesel. Yeah. It's like when you're driving down the County road and you're in the middle of nowhere and your tent, your your little needles on empty, and you can't see it, a station. You how how much anxiety do you have in that moment? You're so worried, and you got the windows down, and you're turning off the air conditioner, and you're just you you don't know what to do. But then you go over the hill, and you see that Texaco station, that Exxon station, and you pull in there, and you start refilling that diesel in your truck. And what what do you get? Mm. You get Oh, there goes all the anxiety. It's gone. It's relief and peace. And you just go, I made it. This is where I needed. This is what the truck needed. It needed to refuel. You can't run on your fumes. So don't try to, Amber. You're not, this is, look through human history. You can't do it. 
you can't this this kind of type of stuff leads to depression and mm-hmm. anxiety and and anger uh, and anger yeah. and guilt and you can't function like that you can't so thanks for the email um i hope this helped a little bit yeah and i'm not trying to make it sound like what you're going through isn't hard because it sounds sounds so hard and um it sounds like you're handling it with a lot of grace though thanks for emailing yeah one more here in the, the little group that I brought, and then we can go get more if we need. Okay. This one is called The Lord. Lord. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Nate from Colorado. I've been following your music since 2008. I haven't stopped since I've been to every single show mm. in Colorado and Wyoming since 2013. I've been dating this girl for four years. Here it comes. And both of our first priorities were to build our relationship on the foundation of God. The problem she loves her big church in the city, and I love my small church in the country. He didn't say country. I just wanted to say <laughs> Earl Dibbles. I love my small church. I've been attending for 15 years. She came to me recently saying that if I can't bring myself to switch to her church, it just won't work out in the long run. I don't know how to go about this because I love my church and the people that go there. And her only reason to not come to mine is because she feels being like she's being judged by the small town atmosphere. I hope you could help. I love your music and your beautiful family. I'll be a fan till I die. Mm. I was a fan before Nate, you met me. Nate is. Did you say how old? He, no. He is a lifer, man. Lifer, Yee Nationer, brother. You were my, you were my dude. <laughs> this email came in January. Okay. So it's been a few months since he sent it. It's been in the queue. Um, what's your first reaction to my, this? My first reaction when you were reading that was I was trying to put both of us in that situation. Hmm. And my gut reaction would be for us to go to both with each other. Both of us go to the small one. Both of us go to the big one. I know with time constraints and schedules and all that, that might not work. But when you're trying to build a relationship, it's a lot of give and take and compromise and communication. And I feel like if you felt so strongly, but it, it sounds like you both do, but if, if you came to me and said, I really love my small church, I really want to keep going, I would go with you and vice mm. versa. You know, what was yeah. your first impression? There's a couple things here. One, there, there's great, there's great news. They're not married. If you're married, this is a different conversation. This is a much harder email to talk mm-hmm. about. Here's the discouraging part. Yeah. Four years. They've been dating for four years. Yeah. You've been in four Have you ever been in a four-year relationship besides no. me? No. I haven't. Yeah. Um, I've been maybe like three like is kind of the max, yeah. you know? Um, so, Nate, I would say, dude, first... Why, why are you still dating this girl after four years and you haven't pulled the trigger? Mm-hmm. Why, why haven't you, why haven't you popped the question? Is it because you're too young? Is it because you lived in different cities? Is it because you're unsure? Mm-hmm. You're afraid to commit. And any guys, girls, let me say this, girls, if your guy's too afraid to commit, that just means... He doesn't, he's, he's not, not all in. You. He's yeah. not, he's not all in Yeah. because there is no such thing as afraid to commit. If you're all in, mm-hmm. you're just like, I don't care. I'll commit. I'm, I'm all in with this girl. I want to spend the rest of my life with this girl. I don't care. I'm in. It doesn't matter what kind of commitment worries you've had in the past. 
So I kind of worry about that. Like, why are you, why are y'all still dating? It's been four years, and there's pr- there's people listening right now that are probably disagreeing. Yeah. Uh, another thing that was a little discouraging is she said, "If I can't bring myself to switch to her church, then it won't work out." Bye. Goodbye. Like that. I mean, she's just Nate. cutting it down. Nate. Goodbye. Yeah. If if, if that's the deal breaker, like you won't switch the church, so I'm done with our. I'm throwing out. our whole four years away. You're out. That's kind of discouraging. Um. I hope she's not a podcast listener, or maybe she could. Maybe she, maybe not. Maybe she is. Nate, get out. <laughs> well, done. there you go. Thanks hey, this for is, listening. This is episode ninety. Episode ninety. For eighty-nine episodes, I've been softer, and I'm getting harder and harder. But hey, man, I, I build this up. I build these podcasts up, like yeah, like we're friends. And Nate, he's my dude, man. He's a Yee Nationer since 2008. He's been to almost every show in Colorado and Wyoming since 2013. We have a bond. My shows in Colorado and Wyoming are, are crazy. Those people, not because of us, but because of the people. We have a bond. Nate is my bro. Like, and so I'm not going to sugarcoat this for him. When I know he's a lifer, Yee Nationer, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. If I was in the... If I was sitting with him and we we're sitting around a campfire and he, and he dumped this on me i'd say bro get out because that's a weird it's a weird way for her to say this is not going to work out if i can't you can't switch churches that's just weird right well and it's and it's good that they're like you said they're not married or they don't have kids involved because if you do get married and you guys haven't resolved this it's going to cause a lot of friction in your marriage and with your kids and how you raise them yeah let me rephrase it's not weird it's actually normal if you're not totally in love yeah i w- i would have said something weird like that to a girl if i wasn't totally into her i might have said like you know this might just not work out if you can't do this so man i just there's a lot of pride going on and kind of on both sides or, or maybe, maybe she's she is way into him, but she's mad that it's been four years and he mm. hasn't popped the question. Yeah, uh, maybe that could have been another thing. But regardless, Nate, I feel like you would have done it by now if you were totally in. Um, as much as we read comments on these podcasts now, I can just hear them ringing <laughs> ringing at me right now. Like, hey, how dare you say that about them? That's my situation. But um, that guy, that's just not. That's not a good enough reason. There's, there's a, marriage is a compromise. Now, you're not married, but you're in a long-term relationship, and there's a compromise that has to happen. And if, if Amber, if Amber's right, hey, let's go to both. Then what do you say to that, Nate? If that's what, how much are you holding back, Nate? I should say that. How much are you resisting? Like, maybe, maybe this is a good cop, bad cop. Maybe you have told her the same thing, but you're not mentioning it on the email. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've told her, I ain't going to your big city church. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, and we don't know how often have you guys both been to each other's? I guess she said she feels judged when she goes, maybe you nix both churches and find a new church home. Ooh, together. That's a good idea. Find a new church home together. Start a, from scratch. That's a good idea. Meet new people. Let's, Hey babe, I, I, I can't go to your church. I just don't feel comfortable. You can't go to mine. You don't feel comfortable. Let's find a new one that we both agree on. Yeah. And if you can't agree on one, bye. That's like, there you go. That's your sign. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I still think Nate needs a dumper. I do. Oh, 
that's why the female perspective is like, let's compromise. Let's work yeah, something Nate out. Nate needs a dumper. And that, just because he's my boy, I can just tell he's my dude. He's a, he's a lifer. Let's get a couple shout outs and we'll let, we'll let okay. everybody go back to their Monday. Okay. Um, uh, this is um, a shout out to Lee Haddon and Keenan Fur, 13 years old. And Stevens, let's see, Steven, that's all it says. Shout out to Steven Shorts. All Stevens. Steven Shorts. Um, Philippe, my, why are my shout outs harder to read? Philippe from Sweden. What's up, brother? Thank you for listening from Sweden. Casey Morton, um, Connie Barnes, and then we have a birthday shout out that just happened on June 8th. Jen from Maryland. Happy birthday. Says, can you shout out to Miss um, Williams on her birthday? It would make her day. I love your podcast. Keep up the great advice. Thank you, Jen from Maryland. And uh, John H. He's from Southwest Florida. Thank you for listening, my brother. He wants a shout out. Landon Williams says, um, I really want to meet you. I'm 15 and my birthday is July 31st. So happy early, happy birthday. early birthday, Landon. Thank you for listening, dude. And uh, Royce uh, Thrantham says, my, my name is Royce Thrantham. I'm from Southeast Alabama. And he says, what's, what's your biggest hit in your music career? Earl Dibbles Jr. And an anniversary shout-out goes to Adam Schuster. Why does that name sound familiar? Adam Schuster. Schuster. Some, from central Wisconsin. He said, can you shout-out, give a shout-out to my wife, Melissa? On our nine-year wedding anniversary on June 23rd. And as we oh, record that, that was yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, awesome. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Thank you guys for the shout-outs. If you have any questions for me, GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. Love you guys. Love this girl. She's my favorite guest and my favorite human. Thank you. I we'll love see you guys here. next Monday. Yee, yee. Episode Bye. 90 out. <laughs> Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee yee.